Citizens of Sanctuary Fellowship, by royal decree of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I now proclaim Vacation Bible School Kingdom Rock officially started. Now, if you're new here today, you may be saying, what in the world is going on? Well, we want to welcome you. Our motto has always been enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. So today we've had our children, as Pastor Ephraim told us, worshiping with us, participating with us. And what I want to give you a little glimpse of is what Vacation Bible School is. So those people who are in some in red shirts and things like that, all week long, they are going to be ministering and serving and working with about 200 kids. I'm a little frightened. As of today, we have over 100 already pre-registered, and we haven't opened up to the community. So if you see a blast on Facebook that says, we need help, we need help. Okay, so, so give us a call with that. But I wanted to give you a picture because all week long, we're going to enter into an adventure of medieval times with knights, with ladies and sirs and dukes, and we'll hear all these characters. But each day focuses on a specific Bible truth. And I pray that as you get to know what these Bible truths are, when your kids come home and they're excited about it, you'll know what they're talking about. You can reinforce it, and you can enjoy it with them. So our theme this year is Stand Strong. So every time you hear me say, something, something helps us, Stand Strong. So children, you're going to be with us today in the sanctuary. Your job is every time you see me do this, say, so-and-so helps us, I want you to go Stand Strong. I want you to stand up and do it. So let's try it. God's love helps us. Perfect. That's how I'm going to know that you're listening. Okay. So I have to start with what makes us strong. What does that mean, right? Well, the definition of strength is this. Physical power. When you think of that, you think of the athletes. You maybe think of a fireman that's coming out of a burning building carrying a body. You may think of somebody who's struggling with chronic illness, but they're persevering and they're pressing on, right? So it's physical power, the physical power to carry out demanding tasks, resist attack, but it's also emotional toughness. The necessary qualities required to deal with stressful or painful situations, to resist strain or stress. The necessary qualities. That kind of struck me because I had to ask myself, do I have the necessary qualities to? Oh, wait a minute, nobody stood up. Where are my children? Do I have the necessary qualities to? Thank you, first row. I expect the back rows to get better as we go. All right. So I had to ask myself, what are these necessary qualities to stand strong? But you know, we can't talk about standing strong without talking about those things that allow us to stand strong. Those hardships, those struggles, those obstacles. When I think of things that have weighed me down and that I've had to be strong against, I've thought of finances, I've thought of struggles with weight, for anyone who's ever been on a diet or is trying to lose weight, you know that's hard, 
right? I thought of spiritual maturity. See, for some of you, one of the necessary qualities that you're going to need to stand strong is first you're going to have to decide, I'm going to follow Jesus for real. I'm going to live my life according to God's word, the Bible. And that may be your first step in standing strong. I think of battling a habit, an addiction, alcoholism, drugs, gambling, whatever that addiction is. I think of a problem with a child, death, a loss of someone, a loss of a job, loneliness for those that are single. I think of problems in marriage. All those things are sometimes struggles and many more that I may not have mentioned that we have to come against. And you know what I realized? You know why some of us lack these qualities? Because the one quality that we need to have, the very first one is, we have to face that enemy. We have to face it. And sometimes that enemy is ourselves. You see, because, and I'll just use the weight thing because everybody knows I've been trying really hard to lose weight. But I'll use the weight thing. For some of us, we have all these excuses as to why we can't do something, why we can't stand strong. Oh, I'm overweight because my mother, my grandmother, and my grandmother's grandmother was overweight. I'm Puerto Rican, so you know we love the good food. I, I'm, you know, um, this, is, this is how God made me. This is who I am. I'm not going to change. Right? We don't want to look at the ugly in ourselves. We don't have to, we don't want to hold ourselves, and I'm going to say this bad word, accountable to ourselves, to God, right? So sometimes we lack that quality, the ability to face our enemy because of our own fear, our doubt, our insecurities. Sometimes it's our past. You don't understand. Things have happened to me that have caused me to be this way. But I say to you this morning, didn't we sing something? We sang, our God is greater, right? We sang that. Our God is stronger. Stronger than what? He's stronger than my insecurity. He's stronger than my failure. He's stronger than my past. He's stronger than my excuses. He's stronger than my circumstance. So the first quality you need to, for strength, face that enemy, that goal that you've had. I want an education. I want to get married. You want to get married, but you have nothing. You can't take care of yourself. Everybody else takes care of you. Oh, I'm being kind of harsh. Okay, let me take that back. All right. But sometimes it's true. We want these goals. We have these things, but we kind of want them to fall in our laps, right? We don't want to face the truth. We don't want to face the ugly. We don't want to do the work. So we need to face our enemy, right? But God gives us a tool, and that tool is one of our daily Bible principles, and that is God's love helps us Thank you, Caleb. You know, I'm very serious about this. We have to stand up every single time. God's love helps us. Thank you. So God's love can help you to face the enemy. Why? Because the love that I'm talking about is the love that's found in 1 Corinthians 6.13. That verse that we say at so many weddings, love is patient. Love is kind. It bears all things. It holds no record of wrong. It delights in the truth. Love never fails. So what we have to do is grab hold of that tool, God's love. So you know what? When I'm spending the wrong way and I failed and I'm not paying tithes and I'm not do, paying my bills because I'm busy going out and doing what I shouldn't be doing and what I know is not the right decision, I can bring it under the love of God and say, God, forgive me.
Because his love never fails. His love restores. His love forgives. His love pardons. His love is merciful and his love is abundant. So when you hold on to that love, you're able to fall and get back up again. You're able to face that enemy because you could say, you know what, I may be knocked down, but don't count me out yet. Because that love covers a multitude of sin. Right? But I'll tell you something further. You not only need to accept that love, but you need to apply it to yourself. I have to take that love that's forgiving, that's patient, that kind, that's endure, and have patient with myself. It's a process. It's not easy. And you also have to apply it to others. So that love, we have to accept it, apply it to ourselves, and apply it to others. And some of you may say, but you don't understand. I'm just not that strong enough. But 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So I agree with you. You're not strong enough. But in him, all things are possible. Because God's love helps us. Amen. Amen. So we know we need to face our enemy. The second thing that you need to stand strong, and you may not like this, some of you, we need support, right? Take any giant in your life, and I want you all to think of a giant, a goal, a target, something you've been wanting to change or something you've been wanting to move in your life. And I'm going to say for everything you need support, right? There's support groups for people who are sick. There's support groups from gambling, alcoholism. There is support for and helplines for everything from suicide to homicide to, to everything, right? There's always support there. Well, do you know that the word calls us to be a support to one another, right? And that support comes in many different ways. Sometimes it's emotional. And I know the women will understand this and relate to this. How many times, women, have we just said, I just want you to listen to me, right? Don't fix it. Don't say anything. Just let me talk, right? Right? Sometimes all we need is an ear to talk it out. Sometimes what we need is someone to take a stand with us during a hard time. To say, I'm going to pray with you every morning. I'm going to pick you up to go to church. I'm going to make sure that your kids have the clothing that they need for school. I'm going to make sure that your cupboards don't run bare. Because we are a family of abundance. Because we serve a God with an endless supply. Right? All right. So, sometimes it means action. I know that there are people in our lives that sometimes do things that we don't like. They hurt us. They wound us. They say words or they do things that have really pierced us. I want you to think of somebody that's really hurt you. And today that could even be me. And I want you to think about that and say, and remember how you've come through that situation. And I don't know about you, but there are people in my life who have hurt me but they have helped me to become who I am today. Some of them told me the truth when I didn't want to hear it. They forced me to face my enemy in myself because they spoke truth or they took an action that required a change, that required a step. So the tool that God has given us for support, 
whether we like it or not, because some of us are very independent. We want to do everything on ourselves. We don't want to ask anybody for help. We don't want to let anybody see our business, right? But the tool that God has given us to be able to stand strong with support is friends and family, because friends and family help us all right, you're getting a little better, right? Friends and family help us to stand strong. But what happens is that sometimes our personalities get in the way. And you know what I'm going to tell you? A lot of times it's pride, right? How many of us have had our phones turned off, have had, bill, had the electricity cut off, have not paid car payments, um, have had difficult, difficult things happen, and we would die before we tell anybody? I know people that people have shown up at their house with groceries and everything, and they've said, no, 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 don't come in here with that. I won't accept that. I'm not a charity case. I won't take. And I'm here to tell you that iron sharpens iron, that we are a family. So if someone shows up at your house, take the groceries. You need them, right? If someone shows up and says, I want to bless you with this car, Take the car. It's okay. If someone says, you know, you've been on my heart. I want to pray with you. Even if you don't feel the presence of God, let them pray for you. Let them encourage you. You know, yesterday I was so encouraged. I feel terrible sometimes with VBS because my kids spend hours and hours and hours in this sanctuary. Stacy's and Margie's kids spend hours and hours because it's not just the week. They spend the whole time helping to prepare from the youngest to the oldest. Well, doesn't it, doesn't it look beautiful? So thank you, those people who helped. <laughs> but, you know... I feel bad. So yesterday, somebody called me and said, oh, I'm going to take your kids. You know, can I take your kids for the day and swim? And at first, I was like, oh, gosh, but, you know, I get nervous whenever I get, I don't give my kids to just anybody because, you know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And I'm like, what if they don't behave? What if they say something out of line? What if they do something? Oh, my gosh, I'll be so embarrassed. Well, blah, 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 blah. Right? But you know what I did? I said, take them. Take them. It's okay. Oh, my gosh. And this morning, my son said, I had the best day of my life. Right? And guess what? Mommy and Daddy had the best day. At, well, I can't say it was the best day of our lives. But we got to prepare. I have to tell you, never has this happened in the history of VBS. I was ready with my sermon at 6. My house was clean. My husband and I were fed. I picked up the remote, and I watched a show. Love it or list it. <laughs> And it was great. It was great. Why? Because the support came when I least expected it. But I accepted the support. I acknowledged it and I released it. And in turn, everything just fell into place. So for those of you who don't like to have help, let the shame go. There is no shame in asking for help. In fact, one of the most powerful moments I've ever seen in this sanctuary was when a young man publicly declared that he had struggled with cocaine and drugs. And he had never told anybody that before. But his partner, who will marry him soon, recognized something powerful in that because she said, you acknowledged before all those people who you come before every week that you struggled with this. Now I know that you're probably not going to go back to that again. And there's power in, in reaching out, in getting the help. There's power in that. So whatever you're struggling with, get help. There's no shame in counseling. There's no shame in asking, 
Really, there is not. And forgive us or forgive people when you have asked for help and you've been turned away. All right, so the second, the second necessary quality that makes you stronger is ask for support. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I'll never forget in my life when, and I always talk about my aunt during VBS because this was our thing, but I remember that my aunt had been diagnosed with terminal illness. She had pancreatic cancer. And I was strong. I didn't cry. I didn't get angry. I didn't say, God, why? I just functioned. Or at least I thought I was. And I remember coming into church that day and doing everything I normally do. And I went to the altar because I was hurting. But honestly, I went to the altar because I didn't feel anything. I felt numb. I didn't feel God's presence. I didn't feel the joy of the Lord. I didn't feel anything. I felt numb. But I'd learned that this is where I need to be no matter how I'm feeling. So I went to the front, and I wish I could tell you I lifted my hands, but I didn't. I sat down because I was tired. And I will never forget when she came and she put her arms right around me and she just held me. And in that moment, those were the biggest, greatest, strongest set of arms I have ever experienced of my life. And I began to cry, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and that's all I did. And once I cried, I got up, and I was okay. There's nothing wrong with crying, even when we have support. There's nothing that says weakness about tears. I also never forget, recently, my stepfather passed away. And I said, what am I going to do? My mom lives so many hours away. I can't take care of her. I'm not going to move my whole family. What am I going to do? This woman has never been alone, has went from her mother to my father to us kids and then my stepfather. She has never, ever lived alone in her life. Now, she's a strong believer, so she trusts in God. But again, that doesn't mean we don't hurt, right? That doesn't mean we don't struggle. That doesn't mean we don't feel the grief. Well, how do you think I felt? and I don't think he's here today, when in the middle of a blizzard, there's Eddie. And many of you don't know, Eddie is Elizabeth's fiance, but there's Eddie in the middle of a blizzard, traveled an hour and a half to stand with us and my family. How do you think I felt when I drove my mother home and said, oh my God, Lord, how am I going to take care of her? And there were her neighbors, who are not believers, shoveling the snow and shoveling the mats. Since then, they have fed her. They have brought her even a welcome mat for her door. They have showed up. Uh, the other day she told me, Mo, someone put all the siding along the bottom of my house. She has been so blessed that she has to figure out who did it so she can thank them. Right? But that's what happens when you're faithful, when you stand strong, when you're weak, the body of Christ comes and supports. So the second thing you need is accept support in your life. The third, and this is my favorite, favorite of them all, the third quality necessary to stand strong, and this is a no-brainer, you need to fight. You need to fight. See, many times we fight the process. But we need to learn to enjoy the process. You know, like I said before, when I think of strength, I think of athletes. So I'm no athlete, 
But I will say, in March, I couldn't run from here to there without, <gasps> right? I was going to die if I ran from that end of the stage to there. But today I can stand proud. I can run two and a half miles without stopping, and I can do it. Now, I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say that to tell you that was really hard. I've been working on that since March to be able to run. That was really, really hard. But what you don't realize is at the beginning of this year, I made a vow to myself. I said, Lord, why is it that all my life I am a strong Christian believer? Why am I still battling with my weight? Why am I still battling with my finances? Why? I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. I know that this is not what you have for me. I'm not going to give in to my excuses. Oh, well, my mother used to feed me because that's how she gave me comfort. If I was upset, here's a cookie. It's true. But that was the past. This is the now. I can't lean on that excuse. I can't rely. Oh, but you know my knees, my back, my this. All right, you know how I did it? I got some support. I went to an app. It's called From Couch Potato to 5K in Nine Weeks. <laughs> so I was able to, little by little, I'm still doing it. I'm hoping to say I ran my 5K by the end of this summer. But little by little, step by step, it, and along the way, you know what? It's going to hurt sometimes. It's going to hurt when you can't go on a vacation because you're saving for a car and everybody goes off and there you are in your hot house all summer. It's going to hurt when you're saving for your education and you're going online and spend hours and hours and, and, and you're trying to find a way. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes there's going to be aches and pains. Sometimes you're not going to want to be strong, right? But we need, we need, we need to fight. Fight. Get those supports. Get those strengths. And one of my favorite, favorite verses in the Bible is this. Psalm 144. Praise be to the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war. My fingers for battle. And I'm going to read that again. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. What does that mean? What do you mean God's training my hands for war? Let me tell you, there is power in worship. There is power in our tool for this that we're learning in VBS. Prayer and the Bible help us. Thank you. Prayer in the Bible help us stand strong. Why? Because that word says, praise be to the Lord my King, who trains my hands for war. So what kind of fighting am I talking about? I'm talking about this. God, I'm lifting my hands up and saying, God, I know my marriage is in shambles. I know things have gone from bad to worse. But God, I believe what your word says. I believe in the power of a praying wife. I believe that my God shall supply all my needs. I believe when I was single that I could settle for nothing less than God's best. So Father, I lift up my hands, surrendering to you, God, knowing that you are able. I'm weak, God, but you are strong. I'm tired, oh God, but you're going to come and refresh me. I believe Oh God, against my doubt, my fear, my insecurity, my lack of resources. I believe, oh God. So I lift up my hands, God, to do warfare. But you know what? I realized the other day, lifting up your hands is not just warfare. Lifting your hands is a position of readiness to receive, to receive that breakthrough, to receive that answer, to receive the solution. So we have to position our 
ourselves in a place to fight. We have to position ourselves in a place to receive what God has given you. Jesus. I say fight. The power of prayer is powerful. And the word. Oh, God, I don't have my big Bible here today. We've got an iPad on us. But... But the word of God is mighty. It's mighty. Because there are times in your life when you have to declare, it may seem like this, but God says it's like this. And what you have to look at is the glass half full and not the glass half empty. So I don't know what your obstacle is today. I keep bringing it down to weight because that's the struggle that I'm determined to break. But I look at myself and I say, you know what? I haven't lost a pound. Well, actually today I lost a pound. But I haven't lost a pound in the entire month of June and out of pound and I'm running and I'm sweating and I'm doing a lot and I'm not eating a whole heck of a lot but you know what God you tell me to stand you tell me to keep going you tell me that all things are possible in you oh God so even this silly little thing because you know what we talked about the process right I believe that when I'm able to go through the process of this, I can then apply it to my finances. I can then apply it to my walk with God. I can then apply it to my children and believing that they're going to be raised with integrity and honesty and maturity, right? In that process, and I was talking to Pastor Gary this week, and he said something powerful to me. He said, Melissa, God is and has always been more interested in what you'll learn in the process than the end result. Because in the process you learn, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. In the process you learn, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. In the process you learn that you are never, ever alone as long as you're surrendered to a living God. All right? So my fourth, before my fourth and final thing, I want to show you a little clip of something that I found very powerful. I will apologize. There is a word in there that refers another word for donkey, but it was the cleanest edit that I could find. So I apologize in advance. Can you just roll that clip for me? If you've got a talent and you've got a gift and you want to do respect to that gift by cultivating it, then you make a decision to cultivate it. And you make a decision to do what you need to do to push that out there whatever that is, right, to bring it to the forefront. And it's those small little tasks. Like, y'all, if you can't even make it to the gym, what, the, what, are you, what are you doing? You know, it's the little things that add up. This isn't like some big rah-rah speech, right? Success is like a quiet daily set of tasks. Real small. Real, real small. You guys ever seen like, like that Al Pacino speech in any given Sunday where he talks about like pumping up his, his team in that, in that thing, right? Like you're going to win this thing or whatever. Actually, that's, that's not really helpful for someone who's successful. That's not really even helpful. Success is done like, like for me, how success done? It's like that quiet walk to the gym, like footsteps, some empty ass gym late at night. Success in, for me is like watching my videos and my speaking and seeing where I can work on it over and over and over. Or as I sit there studying other great people and then comparing it with what I'm doing and looking at it over and over and over. Doing 20 minutes of quiet meditation a day over and over and over. Making the choice to eat foods that enhance my brain neurotransmitters over and over and over. It's very quiet. It's a, it's a, it's a very quiet process where you're just drawing your state from within yourself, doing these like simple little tasks, but finding love 
in those simple little tasks. It's not this big rah-rah speech where you do this one thing and something big happens. And those little things, those little menial tasks that add up, you have to execute them. And when your brain tells you that you got a great reason today not to do it, and you want to listen to your brain, because your brain doesn't want you to be a big success. Your brain just wants to keep you alive. All your brain wants you to do is just pump out one or two kids so the DNA can continue on. That's it. It's going to lie to you. It's going to trick you until you can get it on your team, right? So it's going to lie and trick you. You got to just be consistent. You got to have that consistent thing. And you got to cultivate a love for the process. You got to love the process. And you got to make a decision to love the process. The question, though, is about motivation, right? That's the, that's the question you had. The question is motivation. So, Motivation is an art. Motivation is an art, right? And to get the motivation to play at that level with the big boys, you go deep. Are you getting that sense? You go deep. Now, when you're hearing all the stuff I'm saying, did I come up with that overnight? No, that's from decades of motivation. And I could talk longer. I could talk all day about where it comes from. I could talk about God. I could talk about my belief about the world, where I think the world is going. I could talk about the fact I have an internal locus of control, believe that I can create the circumstances that I want, and I don't believe that I have no effect. You know what I'm saying, right? And these are all things that have crossed my mind from years and years and years of having to do little menial tasks, from having to take huge risks, from having to be broke and suffer, from having to be humiliated. You know what I'm saying, right? Because no one wants you to succeed, right? Only your mom. And even your mom doesn't want you to succeed because she's afraid you're not going to call her back. No one wants you to succeed, homie. So if you have a dream, if you have a dream, okay, and it's worth it to you because you're someone who's inspired by that dream, you can choose to go to that level and find your own motivations. And these are mine, right? So remember, so I don't teach motivation. You know what I'm saying? I, you just ask the question, though, where, where does my motivation come from? This morning, the fourth and final thing that we need to stand strong is this. Don't give up. Stay the course. I love that video where she's going over the obstacle, under the obstacle, over the obstacle, under the obstacle. Isn't that sometimes how life is for us? There are times when we're just soaring above everything, and then there's times that we are going to hit the obstacle that we have to go under it because we just don't have that strength. But this morning, I really feel, and as I was preparing this, the one thing of all the points that kept hitting me was this. Don't give up. Don't give up dreaming. Don't give up trying. Don't give up believing. Don't give up hoping. Don't give up expecting. Don't give up. Stand the course. You're not counted out. You may have been knocked down. You may be a little bruised. You may not look all together, but God has not counted you out. Stay the course. Stay the course. The word says, be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around, prowls around you like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him standing firm in the faith. Resist him standing firm in the faith. One of my favorite scriptures talk about the armor of God because sometimes we can submit, right? Sometimes we have faced the enemy. We have gotten support, right? We have prayed. We have read our word. But sometimes... You just got to stand. You just got to, you got to kind of anchor yourself in. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I felt like I had a little, you know those little donuts you used to swim? That I felt 
that I was like that, in a little donut bobbing on the water. But what was that donut was, was the presence of God sustaining me when I couldn't, when I didn't know how to swim, when I didn't know what to do. It just kept me above the water. It kept me above the water. And for some of us, we're in a position of standing. And I remember that Merck preached a sermon several months ago where he said, hold your position. And that resonated with me. We need to stand firm. You know, I'm so thankful I'm so thankful, and, and I, I don't like to ever mention names, but I'm thankful because I have a friend that has always been a testimony of standing strong. And you know, this friend, whenever I ask her to do something, no, I'm not going to do that. She always tells me no. And I don't know why, after so many years, she thinks that I believe her when she says no. So I think, I'm not going to say who you are, but you just need to give it up because you know you're not going to say no to me right? So this recent thing, when I started to lose weight, I said, you know, I really need help. I'm not motivated. I don't like to exercise. I don't like, you got, you got to come with me. You got to help me. Now, how many friends do you know that would commit to help working out with you? Do you know many? Because I know if you told me, come work out, I'd be like, no. <laughs> and I'm doing it. But she, she was like, no, no. And she's like, all right, I'm going to work out with you. Then I said, come on. I, I want to do a mud run. A mud run? Yeah, I want to do a mud run because it's going to be like a symbol of obstacles that I'm going to do away with once and for all. Oh, no, wait, go back, go back. I said, come climb a mountain with me. Climb a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once I climb that mountain and get to the top, that's going to be symbolic that I'm never coming down again, right? My friend said, I am not going on a weekend and climbing a mountain. And then I found out this mountain has a 75% incline. I found that out when I got there. So, but you know what? She said, no, I'm not going. And the day before, okay, what time are we going to meet? All right. Da -da -da -da. And she climbed the mountain with me. And then I said, let's do a mud run. And she said, I'm not doing a mud run. I'm not getting dirty. Forget it. Forget about it. And then with peer pressure, I pressured her into doing the mud run. She tells me no all the time. But you know what? Just like the word of God, thank God that there are people in our lives that don't tell us no. Right? I'm so grateful because that same friend was in my delivery room when I was delivering early. That same friend has bought Easter outfits for my kids when I didn't have money. That same friend has given me a car. That same friend has stood by my side for years and years and years and years. So I'm thankful for support. I'm thankful for the things that she says to me that makes me angry. Right? She had the audacity to look at me one day and I call it, this is nerve. If you know me, you know that this is nerve. She had the nerve to look at me. The nerve, and I say the nerve and I can't believe I'm going to admit that she was right in this. But she had the nerve to look at me and say, you know what, Mo? Maybe you need to reconsider your stepmother. All right, my friends, you know that reconsidering my stepmother is like the territory where you don't go. Maybe you need to reconsider your stepmother because she was so young. And I very politely said, hmm, 
Well, you know what? You can't do big things and expect to be treated like a big girl if you're not ready to pay the price for it, right? But how many of you know that the past several months, all that keeps resonating in my spirit is she was so young. That person's a giant in my life. It's going to take a lot to forgive her. And every day, I do one of those steps. It's a choice to forgive. It's a choice to try. It's a choice to believe. So this morning, whether you are in a position of need or whether you are in a position of expectancy, and I'm going to ask the worship team to come, I believe that there are some strongholds that need to be broken. The first stronghold may be, I got to commit myself to God full way, not one foot out, one foot in. The second choice may be, I need to break an addiction. I need help in my marriage. I need help with my kids. I'm in poverty, and I refuse to acknowledge that it's because of generational curses and generations of poverty or welfare, right? Whatever it is that you may be dealing with, I close with this. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand I love that after you have done everything to stand stand hold fast put your feet into the solid ground and you can declare boldly I will not come down that mountain again because the word says if I have faith as small as a mustard seed I will say to that mountain move and it will be moved stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up that shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. If you're here today and you have a request, if you're here today and you have a mountain that needs to move, if you're here today and you need to be strengthened, I'm going to say, come, just come. Even before the worship team begins to pray, whatever your need is, come because we want to pray with you. We want to encourage you. We want to support you. So just come. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for a week where we will be able to minister to children, Lord. Help us to show them how to stand strong. Help us to teach them how to stand strong, Lord. Help us to encourage them to stand strong. So God, I pray for every little one that's going to come through those doors that the very fire of God would breathe within their spirits. I pray for every worker for those who have committed.
for every laborer, God, who has spent time in this building, God. And I ask you to strengthen their bodies, strengthen their minds, strengthen their spirits, oh God, that we would stand against a heat wave, that we would stand against unruly kids, that we would stand against whatever comes our way because we believe in the promises you have in their lives, oh God. So God, I thank you today that nothing is impossible with you. Nothing is impossible with you. And I ask you, God, to break every stronghold, break every chain, God, break every excuse, break every curse, oh God, break everything that would come against your people, oh God, fear, doubt, unbelief, insecurity, lack, there is no lack in you, Lord. Help us to believe, Lord. Keep us powerful, Lord God, in you. Jesus. So just come. Prayer team, if you could come and begin to minister to those that are here.
Father, we dismiss your people, Lord, under your protection. Father, under, under your guidance, oh God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for bringing us together another, another day, Lord, just to lift up your praise, Father. But most of all, Lord, that you would care enough to speak a word into our lives. Lord, that we will leave this place encouraged, Father, understanding that there is power in your name, Father. And when we choose to stand strong, Father, we don't stand on our own strength and in our own might, Father. And, 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 and we don't rely on our weaknesses, Father, but we stand on you, O oh God. We stand on you, O oh God. Well, our strength comes from you, O oh God. So, Father, we leave this place, Father steady in your presence determined to be in your presence oh God and we pray Lord for your traveling mercies so I just want to dismiss you guys today just be a blessing to all those that you may encounter today and the rest of the week let them know what you heard here today most of all let them know about Jesus God bless you <laughs>